good times. So, okay. Let's start with... <laughs> let's start with... We'll do it in a second. We'll do it in a second. All right. What was your AIM name? Dr. Ace 83. Really? I love that you remember it. Okay. I have no idea what mine was. Mine is so embarrassing. Um, I know what yours is because it's on your Facebook profile if you dig into it. Yeah, it's, it's FRHS. It's on there. He goes, what's FRHS or something like that? And I, and I go, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Let, let your listeners dig yeah, they'll look in there. They'll dig in there and find it. It's there. Oh, yeah, they'll find it. They'll look like my first week with you guys. Oh, yeah, they'll find it. Hey, what's up? What's this? I have no idea what mine was. Really? I can't remember. It's possible. It's pretty easy. You just forget. <laughs> you just let it go. All right. So. Wait, but did you use that on like your college apps and stuff too? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I used it on. I used that email on every <laughs> single one. Oh, good. Times. Which is wonderful. I'm like, how did somebody accept me to college? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a little Facebook digging on your business partner. Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Now I'm going to go on and just thought hide I, everything. I thought right? I knew everything. I thought I knew everything. Yeah, except for his screen name. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day. I feel like I need to so know lame. that. So lame. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we are back with another podcast. I am Kadima. I'm one of your hosts today. I am Casey. I am your co-host. And we are doing a business spotlight of a local business that we have grown to love. And so we want to introduce you to Dr. Taylor from Aspire Chiropractic. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. It's going to be the shortest answer I give today. <laughs> we so know. We, we've, had a, we have, we've had a little bit to jam before that. And we'll probably share some of those outtakes uh, in a outtakes podcast at some point. But um, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday morning? Doing wonderfully. Doing wonderfully. We got to see the sun yesterday, so. I made this overcast day on this Tuesday a little more bearable. Yeah, I'd like that you don't know what you're going to get on any particular day. I I hate that. I really like it. (laughs) Give me the sun. The sun makes me happy. I saw a meme the other day. I think it works out perfectly. It seems like winter and summer are having a custody battle over who gets Texas. I feel that that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I just like being being in the middle of it. Right. Um, (laughs) Yay, two Christmases. (laughs) (laughs) yes all right so um but i wanted to kind of like give you an opportunity to give some background kind of on you uh your journey what kind of got you into chiropractic give us a little breakdown on that oh actually my dad went to chiropractic school when i was in sixth grade i should say he went back to school to be a chiropractor when i was in about sixth grade um, before that, he was a registered nurse, and like anatomy and science was always kind of in my family, or at least on my dad's side. And you know, he'd be bringing home his books and stuff like that. And I'd be kind of looking through them. And if you guys ever seen, like I showed you guys the Netter last time, the anatomy book, it's really detailed, it's really cool. And so I just got interested in that. Um, he actually brought me in class with him a couple times. And Fast forward, you know, senior year, junior year, like I decided, you know, when you're looking for colleges, I was going to be a doctor. Um, and at that point in time, I was thinking of orthopedics because their tools are saws, hammers, and chisels. You know, I also like woodworking, right? So it's like, hey, it's, it's an easy transition from shop class to medical doctor, right? Yeah, so, sounds, <laughs> sounds about right. So um, went to school with the, the pre-med route and 
apparently, like, I didn't do any research as a senior in high school. So you go to undergrad, and then you go to medical school. I had that all figured out. It turns out if you want to be an orthopedist, there's like another seven years of school after that. And on top of that, during my undergrad, I made, I changed my mind a whole bunch of times. You know, I started with biology and chemistry. And then like, do I really want to do this, right? And, you know, then went to business. And then I actually, I stopped going to school for a couple semesters. And then realized you can't really do much. You know, I, I really wasn't into the trades or anything like that. So, you know, you can't really do much outside from cooking Applebee's, which I did. Um, went back into school. Again, changed my major a couple more times. Finally finished school with biology and chemistry, where I started. And then threw another minor in there for kinesiology. And at that point, I went to school long enough. I just wanted to get out and start making money and not getting in debt. And so I had a bachelor's in biology. And really, with just a bachelor's in biology, you can't do much outside from count trees or count fish. Mm-hmm. It's about the extent of it. So then chiropractic school was always kind of in the back of my mind because of my dad. So I went back to chiropractic, or I went back to school, finished off a couple more prereqs. And then applied to chiropractic school and got in there. Now, my dad actually never became a chiropractor. He graduated chiropractic school, but chiropractors throughout the country have to pass minimum four national boards. There's some other states that have their own, like Wisconsin, I think one of the Carolinas has their own board exam also. But minimum, you got to pass four national boards. Three written ones and then one practical one. And the practical one involves a lot of reading x-rays. Makes sense. Chiropractors. We take x-rays. My dad couldn't read an x-ray for nothing. So he actually failed part four like three times. So going to chiropractic school, um, for your listeners that don't know this, my main strength is competition. I passed part four. (laughs) No one else knows that. No one else knows that. That's brand new information. I passed part four. So, uh, hey, dad, look at me now. (laughs) But um, so I went to chiropractic school in Minnesota, and it's cold up there. And I got tired of being up there. And my wife and I were watching TV one February evening. And she's like, hey, where do you want to practice uh, when you get done with your internship? Because I was working with a chiropractor for the Minnesota Vikings. And he wasn't going to quit and he wasn't going to retire. So I'm like, well, I can't take that over. And she goes, well, how about Texas? Because the show we were watching was taking place in Texas. It was actually Bar Rescue. How funny. And literally on a February night in Minnesota in 2013, yep, we decided we're going to move to Texas. And then, so I came down here, looked at a couple offices to purchase, um, found a guy who was looking to retire soon, but not immediately, and his office was fairly priced, if you will. So I left the uh, internship like November 24th of 2013, packed up the U-Haul, pointed it south on November 25th, uh, got everything settled with him, and I was open for business February 2nd of 2014. Wow. What was that transition like? Because... Us going through a similar transition, and this will obviously our story will be on another podcast at some point. But what was that transition like from November when you like? So I guess it'd be beginning of December mm-hmm. uh, to February, opening up in February. Uh, it was it was intense because I actually I came down here um, in September over the Labor Day or Memorial Day. I always get those reversed. Whichever Labor Day. That's Labor Day. Before. That's Labor yeah. Day. So I, I came down here and I interviewed with 30 docs who are going to sell their practice. Because I I'd, I'd sent out 256 letters to D, uh, chiropractors across wow. DFW. So, hey, I'm going to move down there. I'm looking to buy. You want to sell? Let's meet up. 
So I set up all these appointments and looking at the Metroplex on a computer screen from Minneapolis, Minnesota, you totally think to yourself, I can totally make it from, you know, White Settlements over to Addison, down to Mansfield and up to Keller in a day. (laughs) (laughs) And you get down here and you realize that's an impossibility. So basically I got down here and realized how foolish I was. (laughs) Was able to actually cancel some appointments because I had set up so many of them. Like, you know, you're just way further away than what you look like you would be on a computer screen. <laughs> um, and so I narrowed it down to 10. I went back, finished up my internship. And like I said, came down here in November. My wife had a job waiting for her at UT Arlington. Um, so she actually started that in October. So I came down here to meet her. And I narrowed it down to 10 docs. Went and, you know, talked about the, the finer points of the transition with them. As far as their retirement slash my, um, not hostile takeover, (laughs) my takeover. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, setting up all the stuff with the LLC and the Secretary of State because I set up an office share. So basically it was this doctor still had his business. I had my brand new one. We just shared an address. Mm -hmm. But we're two separate entities, if you will. Um, And figured out all the paperwork to go with that. And then February 2nd. Uh, it was when our agreement started, so I sat there Monday, February 2nd, with not a single new patient. <laughs> but I had a place to work. <laughs> so how many years in business since we're, what, February 18th today? So oh, damn, many... we just passed yeah. like six-year anniversary then. Yeah. Oh, damn. Look at that. Ours is coming up <clears throat> next week. Oh, so it'll be four years, years for us. It'll be four years for us. We should have a collab yeah, we party. Have a little, little joint effort next year. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, you get started. We get started. Now, not one single new customer. Not one. Were you no getting customers <laughs> have patients? No. Okay. So, were you going to get? Um, who was your first patient? If you can remember that. Uh, I can. Can't tell you his name. Okay. Because of HIPAA, but yeah. I, I, he still comes in to this day. Awesome. Yep. That's great. So I started on a Monday, and. Basically, I, I went to networking meetings every hour of every day because since we had this office share thing set up, mm-hmm. there's a secretary in place. If someone called for me, nobody knows I'm here, but if somebody called for me, someone would be there to answer the phone. So I was going to network any networking meeting I could find, and on Friday, I had my first new patient. How Were you nervous? I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, when I was an intern and I was working you know, at home, if you will, in Minnesota, you know, it's, I knew everybody and everything, or at least I thought we did. Um, but then I move all the way across the country where I know nobody and just, you know, I'm not an intern anymore. I am the CEO of my one man operation and I'm expecting a stranger to trust me and let me grab their head and twist it and make their body go crunch. That's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you guys, it's probably the same time as, you know, hey, I'm gonna, you've never done a snatch before? Okay, well, we're going to learn that. I'm going to take this weight and you're going to put it over your head. Please don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of moments like that. Mm-hmm. But I think <clears throat> the longer we're in this, the more we know which, who not to give that opportunity to. <laughs> oh, 100%. Uh, like where we know, like, hey, why don't we ever do this movement? You know, right now, and 
where however we have to say it, you know, in the most wonderful way to build them up to let them know, hey, this is what you need to do before you do that. Uh-huh. It's typically the route we're going to, because it is. It's a, hey, be, before you get to this, this prerequisite, you need to do this. Yep. Hey, why aren't we doing kipping whatever? Hey, standard for kipping is you need to be able to do three stick, strict pull-ups before you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can do that, we'll start kipping from there, you know, or this. Because then the shoulder will be ready to handle that motion, yep. you know. And so just constantly backing it up with something else kind of helps them to see <clears throat> that, uh, okay, I'm almost there. I have something to shoot for. Now I'll be safe. Or, yeah. hey, when your shoulder gets to this position here or that, then we'll think about doing something that's overhead in that area. Yeah. We're just not there yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so you grew up in Minnesota as well. Correct. Okay. And what was the, what was the, um, there was a picture, and I know, for the listeners, they probably you posted this picture when you were at the airport on a trip, <clears throat> and it was you had some Wisconsin or I don't know if you're in Wisconsin. I think you're in still in Minnesota. Some Minnesota Minnesota kind of esque items there. I don't know if you remember this, but there was like some. It was basically all fried stuff. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them looked like cheese bites or something. Kind. I remember what you're talking about. So okay. this was like a couple months ago. Yes. Um, that was actually in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, at a bar called Dooley's, which okay. was on Water Street, which was the bar street at the University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire, where I finished up my schooling. Okay. Um, or my undergrad, anyway. And it was uh, cheese curds about the size of a eh, a golf ball, a big golf ball, if okay. you will. Um, man, and then hot wings. And waffle fries. And easy case. I'm hungry. <laughs> and a brandy old fashioned. Because up there that's how it's you know, down here at Bourbon Old Fashioned or some sort of whiskey. Up up in uh up in the upper Midwest is brandy old fashions. Is it always brandy? If you ask for an old fashioned up there, that's they're gonna be brandy. Okay. If you want something different, you gotta ask for it. But like literally my wife and I we sat down, we took our first bite, just kinda looked at each other and Man, this tastes exactly like it did nine years ago. And it was, it was heavenly. Well, I'm ready to eat it right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so tell us, James, a little bit, uh, Dr. Taylor, about your your, <laughs> your family, um, how you met your wife, and tell us how, how many kids you have, and... Well, it depends on who you ask when you're talking about the meetup story. Oh. Because... <laughs> Um, she's five years younger than me to the day. We have the same birthday, which is five years apart. Um, and I saw her as she was in my anatomy class. Uh, it's not like a pun or some weird joke. She was in my anatomy class <laughs> in, in undergrad. And we hung in overlapping circles, if you will. Not the same circles, but they overlapped. Um, so we ran into each other a couple times at parties. I actually talked to her. Um, but then, like I said, I graduated, uh, moved away, and... I went back to Wisconsin for a rugby alumni game because playing rugby, I played rugby in high school, played rugby in college, played rugby after college, still dabble to this day. Um, and went back for a rugby alumni game, and she was friends with the current members of the team. Went up, hey, I remember you. We met before. No, we haven't. No, actually, to backtrack a little bit, I lied to her right away first. <laughs> and she's wearing a uh, like an athletic training fleece, if you will. It's got the left like training logo on there, and I was like, "Hey, are you pre-med?" And she goes, "No." I'm like, "Oh, my ex-girlfriend, <coughs> current girlfriend, uh, 
was a doctor, is a doctor. So we were on the outs. It was okay. <laughs> um, it's like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, she was, you know, she was a doctor. You pre med, yeah, pre med, and um, so I told her about this one time my my medical experience. I was out hunting with my cousin in northern Minnesota. Uh, the in my mind, the lie was in Red Wing, and we were out hunting, and he fell out of his tree stand. And he caught his chin on a branch on the way down, and I had to give him a tracheotomy in the woods. Had her hook, line, and sink. <laughs> <laughs> we were more or less on each other's hip all weekend, and then I uh, I left, went back, and we chatted. And like I said, the ex-girlfriend, <coughs> current girlfriend, uh, we ended up breaking up. Weird. And so I went to chiropractic school um, back in Minnesota, and that's when my wife Tamika and I started dating. Um... Also, she had, uh, one of the things that she'd been battling with throughout a good majority of her life is lupus. Like, she still has lupus. Um, and for those who aren't familiar, there's a few different types of lupus. Um, more or less, it's either a neurological or connective tissue disorder. Um, there's also a type that affects kidneys and things like that. And it typically flares up during, like, changes in seasons, which you have up in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. But they happen every, like, three or four months as opposed to here in Texas where they have every, happen every three or four days. So she would get these big flare-ups and she'd be in the hospital and things like that. Um, but then when we were dating and I was going through chiropractic school, well, it was her job to let me practice adjusting on her. And we actually figured out about three years into chiropractic school that Ever since we started dating, a.k.a. ever since she started being adjusted regularly, she never went back to the hospital. Hmm. Like she never had flare-ups. Because we started adjust. I mean, granted, at the beginning, there were really bad adjustments. For anyone listening who wants to come in, I'm way better at adjusting now. <laughs> but she never had flare-ups anymore. She stopped taking her medication, um, and the only thing that changed was she was getting adjusted regularly, and her body was able to change and adapt. Now... Fast forward to, you know, I proposed, we're going to get married, and she asked, hey, this, uh, this cousin of yours that you gave the tracheotomy to, we're about two years into our relationship, <laughs> what was his name again? Has he responded? Has he RSVP'd yet? Oh, about that. <laughs> you remember that story. <laughs> you remember that story. The story about when we first met. <laughs> or, turns out that really didn't happen, honey. <laughs> Two years into our relationship, she found out that the base of our relationship was a lie. <laughs> so that was a grand old time. Oh, man. Fast forward now, we're down here. We've got two beautiful kids. We've got uh, Frankie Claire and Calvin Michael. Uh, Frankie just turned three in January. Calvin turned one in uh, September. Frankie's birthday is January 21st. Calvin's is September 21st, and they're also 21 months apart. Nice. So, a lot of little wow. tidbits in that. Wow. In the background, that is Dr. Taylor. My life is an onion. So peel it away. <laughs> peel, peeling it away. <clears throat> so, more from the professional side of things, what would you say is the biggest misconception of chiropractic care or um, going to the chiropractor? What would you say is the biggest misconceptions that you see on a regular basis or to, that you incur that you have to correct or that's kind of industry known? I don't know if it necessarily be a, a misconception because it seems like as time goes on, um, there's a, a changing of the guard, specifically within the medical profession. Um, chiropractic is becoming more and more sought after from both patients and from, from medical doctors. Because, I mean, first and foremost, just, I mean, the opioid epidemic. It's, you know, hmm. why do people take opioids? 
Pain. What do chiropractors get rid of? Pain. In the absence of drugs and surgery. So, I mean, as far as a, a misconception, it's... It's really more of a misunderstanding, if you will. I, th I think that's a better way to put it. Because, I mean, obviously pain is the primary thing that people come to any healthcare professional for. You know, why do you get go to a dentist to ideally avoid pain? You know, with a cavity or something like that. Medical doctor, same kind of thing. Largest reason for people being admitted to hospitals is some sort of pain-related thing, right? And the same thing with chiropractors. Main reason people come in here is to get out of pain. But in the grand scheme of things, there's so much more than that. You know, talking about my wife and how, you know, she wasn't being adjusted by me because she was in pain. She was being adjusted by me because I needed to practice being or practice adjusting. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, oh, well, hey, your body's working better. I.e., you're not getting lupus flare-ups. I mean, we have people coming in here. Um, my old office manager, her girlfriend would have really bad cramps, you know, during her cycle. Well, when my hospital started working here, her girlfriend started to get adjusted. Guess what happened? Her cramps diminished. I mean, I've had uh, people that have, you know, said that they, for lack of a better word, you know, chiropractic allowed them to get pregnant. Because, here's one, it's the, the whole misconception. It's not bones. It's not bones and it's not muscles. It's the nervous system. Because your nervous system is housed in your spine. You've got your spinal cord there, and every nerve in your body comes off of that. So if there's a bone pinching on a nerve, because your spine is just a flexible bony tube, and that pinches that nerve, wherever that nerve goes is going to be dysfunctional. If that nerve comes out of your neck and goes up into your head, it's going to be headaches, right? If we're talking about the pregnancy patient, she came in with whole back pain because she jacked herself up. She's like, All I did was pick up a laundry basket, which she's done a thousand times before. So that's why she came in here. She didn't give me the history of the fact that, you know, she, her and her husband had given up on fertility testing, forgive, or just given up on all that kind of stuff, but then we adjust her low back because she has low back pain. Well, the muscles in her low back also go to the, her uterus and her ovaries and things like that. We got rid of her pain, and then she's coming in for just regular maintenance adjustments, and it turns out, hey, she got pregnant, and the only thing that changed was she got adjusted for low back pain. So I guess that that'd be a, a better answer to yourself uh, to your question. What is the misconception that it is just butt muscles and bones, neck pain, back pain, and headaches? Okay. <clears throat> what is the, your typical process for like a new patient comes in? Just in case somebody hasn't gotten chiropractic care before, what does what does that look like whenever they come into your office? Yeah. So they'll come in. We'll have we have a little bit of paper for them to fill out. It's literally it's two pages of. Um, subjective stuff and then signatures you know for you know insurance purposes and stuff like that um, and then they come right on back and they see me right away there's no um, you know a nurse is going to do this or a PA is going to do this you fill out your paperwork you get to see the doctor it's, it's a really easy give and take mm -hmm. and then we come back and I look over the paperwork find out why are they here what is it that they want me to help them with and then we do an exam a thorough exam of their spine we do orthopedic tests we do neurologic tests and then I take x-rays. Now, this is a, a bit of a, no pun intended, bone of contention in the chiropractic confession or chiropractic profession is to x-ray or not x-ray. Some chiropractors don't. That's cool. I move bones for a living. I want to make sure that I can get a good visual representation out of what I'm working with. I mean, I use my hands to move bones. 
I don't know if you're born with something weird or you know have something from a past injury. So after a thorough exam, we take a full spine set of x-rays, and then we set up a time for the patient to come back because that'll give me a chance to go over their x-rays, to sit down and carefully study them mm-hmm. so I know what I'm working with, and then they come back. I go over their x-rays with them. Here's what I found. Here's how it relates to your history. Here's how it relates to your examination. And then I lay out a plan for them on how we're going to take care of them in the long run. Because chiropractic, I mean, it's literally it's a lot like what you guys do. Mm-hmm. We change the body, whether it's chiropractic, whether it's working out. And with your clients and my patients, it's the same thing. you got to make them realize it's going to take some time. Because if you want to change the body, you need two things, time and repetition. Whether it's chiropractic, whether it's working out, whether it's running for, training for a marathon, dieting. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is what you said is that some decide to, to not to do it, but how else would you be able to do it? If you're doing neurological exams, orthopedic exams, you're doing a physical you know touch of the spine and you're moving things around and you're checked, what would be the um, benefit of not doing x-rays? Is there a benefit to not doing x-rays? Time and money. Okay. I mean, if you're not doing x-rays, you're going to save 15 minutes in the office. If you're not doing x-rays, the patient doesn't have to pay for them. So, I mean, there's... There's that aspect of it. I mean, there's some people who, you know, they come in, hey, I've had it happen in this office. Hey, doc, you know, I just want you to crack my neck. Well, that's cool. That's not how things work here. Like, I want to be thorough. I want to make sure that whatever I'm going to adjust is safe to do so. I mean, there's been a few times that, you know, we found something on the x-ray that I've had to refer out for. That, you know, I don't feel comfortable adjusting you. And, yeah, you might have not had a positive orthopedic test or a positive neurologic test. But then all of a sudden when we see some weird shadow mm-hmm. on the x-ray, that makes me really happy that, hey, I didn't use my hand to put a force into that bone or something like that. Sure. Okay. So it yeah. seems like for me it's a like a, a must. Well, that's similar to the way that we onboard. <clears throat> I mean, we're not going to just say, oh, you've never done this before. Just go jump in there. You're going to be fine. You know, it's very similar in the mindset of like, you got to learn to walk, you know, or crawl before you walk. Mm-hmm. Um, you got people coming to your place. Don't worry. I've worked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's see you do a clean. <laughs> oh, you know. you're out like that. <laughs> <laughs> Typically that happens on the phone call. Um, especially if they, yeah, we're taking the phone call for the first time. We're talking to a new client and they go, um, yeah, you know, I've been working out for a while or we meet in person. Yeah, I've been working out. It's been about a couple months since I've moved. I've done, uh, you know, kind of strength and conditioning on and off for this amount of time. And, but it's been about six months since I've done anything. I'm just ready to get started. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to take you through. A workout that's strategically designed for you. We're going to look at everything. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there and we'll right. see. I'm sure it's not going to take much. Next thing you know, they are the longest in that period <laughs> to make sure that they're ready because we've uncovered some things that they have not been able to, that other people have not uncovered before. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know we can't get into specifics because of HIPAA like the, the exact person, but what would you say is the most miraculous thing you've seen um, in a patient uh, since doing chiropractic? Like I transformation or... I don't know if it would be miraculous per se, but one of the one of the stories that really pulled at my heartstrings and at the same time like blew my mind. I, I had this patient come in. Um, she was on oxygen and she had a walker. And she, she I mean, she was just, she was in rough shape. Um, she was obese, 
just, I mean, everything under the sun was going wrong with her. And, you know, hands me a list of medications that she's on and all this kind of stuff. And literally, we, for all intents and purposes, you could kind of look at it, we were adjusting for palliative care. We, we wanted her to be comfortable. Like, she wasn't on death's doorstep or anything, but she was rough. And she just wanted to feel a little better. Cool. Let's do that. And so I started adjusting her. Um, she can only get in here once a week. So, cool. If that's what your schedule allows, that's what we'll do. And so I adjusted her once a week for about six or eight months. And then I didn't see her for a little while, for probably about three or four months. And then she comes back in one day, just doesn't call and just walks in. I mean, and that's one thing too, like everyone loves coming here because you can literally just walk in. You guys know full well, walk in during business hours. Cool. That's all you need. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. But she, uh, she comes in and, hey, how you been? What's going on? It's been a while. What's, you know, what's a happy happening? She's like, I didn't feel I needed to come in anymore. I was feeling great. I'm like, hey, that's that's awesome. You know, what's been going on? And she goes, I wanted to tell you, after coming here for six months, I was able to do something I've never done before. I'm like, cool, what, what, what was that? And she goes, this summer? Actually, that was it, because I had to see her all summer long. She goes, I spent the summer in my backyard. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, there's two steps that go from my kitchen down into my backyard. And I never went back there because I was afraid I might fall down those steps. I couldn't make it. And after adjusting her, she was able to walk down two steps and she spent her summer in her backyard. Mm-hmm. And like, like, I'm telling this, and it's giving me chills now. It was just the coolest, like, it was, you know, we had the pregnancy story. You had the, my wife, again, the whole lupus thing. This woman got to spend her summer in her backyard. That's awesome. Right? I and mean, that was... Literally to this day, that's, I mean, there's been a whole bunch of you know, things that people are able to do, but for some reason, maybe that might have been the first, huh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a heartstring kind of thing. Sure. But it's just, you don't think of those things. You know, you think of the people coming in here hunched over or, you know, like someone, you know, I've had people come in here in a wheelchair and walk out and it's weird that those things are mundane in a sense. I mean, not to that patient, but... For some reason, like you never think about, yeah, that was I was able to spend the summer in the backyard. It's cool. You're, wow. Yeah, you're <laughs> changing the quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's something so simple. I can speak on that personally. From when I started seeing you, I was having really chronic headaches. Like for weeks, I I was having headaches, and I remember coming in here, probably after like three or four adjustments, I was like, my headache's gone. And I had I had been living with that headache <clears throat> for weeks. So That's cool. I don't yeah. know, I don't know if you ever shared that with me. Thank you. I have. I'm sure you just were like, whatever. Yeah, no, okay. Did you just see your backyard or you just what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when you can go down those stairs. Yeah, right. Well thanks for reminding me again. Yeah, <laughs> no. Is it, it was really Obviously, I still I, I still see you and and constantly helping us out. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Um, it started with oh gosh, don't go down the list. <laughs> We're gonna be here all day. I think it started with my hip. <laughs> here we go. Or pec or shoulder. One Your of the shoulder. Okay, so it started with my shoulder, and then it started getting better because push-ups were unbearable. I would do a push-up, but it hurt. Didn't want to bench press. Couldn't do a dip. Um. 
Any and of those. Girl science can't, forbid yeah. girl science can't bench press. I mean, <laughs> you know my life. Bench press is important. You know my life. <laughs> so he started, <clears throat> he started feeling and he's like, oh, he's like, you feel that? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's not supposed to be there. And I was like, all right, please explain what is supposed to be there. I had a rib out of place for who knows how many years. And I'd been visiting other chiropractic uh, practices and never found that. So I was like, okay. All right, this guy must be legit. So we're gonna we're gonna give this a little college try. I'm gonna keep coming, and start adjusting my rib on a regular basis. Uh, next thing you know, I'm like, hey, I was able to bench press today and it didn't hurt, you know. Or hey, I was able to do some push-ups and it didn't hurt. And then it was the hip or thing. We live a very well, active is, life. Is the, is the burpees? You came in and oh yeah, like, I had did you do the, the workout today because I give me oh, a hard yeah, time. Oh my gosh, the low back was the worst <laughs> thing I've ever experienced. The knee, oh. the back. The rib. Exercise is fun, folks. Don't let any of these things <laughs> <laughs> convince you otherwise. Uh, I live my life dangerously in the gym. Well, I think another thing to keep in mind there is that you and I were both competitive athletes growing up, and we did a lot of wear and tear on our bodies. Yeah. A lot, and no one was taking care of them. Yeah, there wasn't. So. You didn't go to the chiropractor. You didn't roll out. You didn't. I mean, I stretched because I did gymnastics. Roll out, what's that? That's a Luda song, isn't it? <laughs> roll out. <laughs> it's not therapy. It's not Yeah, activation, yeah, recovery. These are, none these are of late that model. Was... These are late model vehicles, but they got high <laughs> mileage on them. Let's just say that. Yeah. The oil has not been changed very many times. The tires haven't been rotated. You get the idea. No one taught us jack. <laughs> Besides the 10 second stretch, if you're in football, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll work long term. Yeah, I've oh, heard. Yeah. Like, a, like a little static stretch right before you get moving. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I love that. Nothing sells health and Can professional we... besides doing that and then telling somebody to take salt tablets. Right. I mean, <laughs> lots of warm baths. That's right. Just sit oh, in the gosh. hot tub for hours. It'll all get better. You'll get better. You'll be fine. Yeah. So when you look at, we kind of went through how you bring somebody on board and you're looking at the process. You talked about doing x-rays with the, the patient and um, after doing x-rays with the patient, you'd prescribe a plan. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what those, how do you kind of um, um, make those plans? Okay. I mean, it's based on a lot of things. They're all, they're all individualized. It's based on obviously what the x-rays and the exams say you need, what type of work you do, what type of activities do you do, what are your goals? Um, I would say 75% of the men that come in here come in here because their wives, mothers, or girlfriends set the appointment. Women make healthcare decisions, right? So with women, it's really easy for them to understand whatever plan it is I come up with. For men, it takes a lot more convincing because, you know, going back to what you're talking about, you know, it's rub some dirt on it, walk it off. But basically, I mean, kind of putting all those things together, um... What does the x-ray say they need? What does the exam say they need? What are their goals? And what do I think that they're going to comply with? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how far are they coming from? All this, all this stuff goes into, into consideration. But the long and short of it is 90% of people who come in here are coming in here in pain. 10% of people come in and go, hey, I came from another chiropractor. I just want to continue my maintenance and my wellness visits. That's awesome. Those are real quick appointments. But more often than not, i got to dig people out of a hole. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we start off, you know, multiple times a week. And then as they get better, then I start to see them less and less because their body's holding the adjustments more. Um, and basically, they're, they're getting used to it. We're retraining it. 
just like, I mean, again, back to the working out example, which I use routinely, it takes time and repetition. If you're going to you know, work out to lose weight or to gain muscle, if you start five days a week, that's awesome. You're going to see results super quick. Now, no one's going to get adjusted five days a week because, I mean, people have you know, lives outside of here. But if they start working out three days a week, they'll still see improvement. It just won't come as fast as five days a week. So it's it's the same kind of thing. Typically, I see people at the beginning, ideally two or three times a week to start. And then as the body gets used to the adjustment and holds it better, then we start to stretch it out more and more and more, depending on what their lifestyle entails. I mean, you know, if we got somebody who, let's say hypothetically, is a CrossFit coach, I don't know, something like that. They <laughs> might come in here weekly for a wellness visit. Maybe bi-weekly. Maybe. I, guess, <laughs> I guess it depends on the schedule. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if we got somebody who's just, you know, who sits behind a desk every day or something like that or just isn't as active or you know, maybe they're a mattress tester, who knows. You know, I might see them once a month. So it really depends on what their, their lifestyle dictates and what their goals are. Thanks. No. Thanks for that. Yeah. That, that kind of clarifies a lot. I think, too, for I know for myself now, I can wake up and be like... Oh, like I need an adjustment. I can tell what's out mm-hmm. when I'm like, mm, it's right, it's right here. And then I'll come in here, and you'll feel, and you're like, yep, right here. I'm like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> That's it. And I knew another confirmation. Uh, I think for myself was whenever Shane was young, he's been getting adjusted since um, he was born. Because well, he's old now, right? Well, <laughs> I mean now. He's I mean, baby. It's, it's ten years. <laughs> So he, I mean, he got adjusted literally on day two nice. of, of life. And so he's gotten periodic adjustments, but we took a break in there. And then he would start getting adjusted regularly. And he'd be like, hey, mom, my rib's out. I'm like, you're like six. Okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> How do you know that? He's like, I can tell my rib's out. I need an adjustment. We need to go to the chiropractor. I'm like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> okay. So I can you tell. Know, I was say, sorry, not to interrupt. No, go ahead. People, you know, they'll have that the rib out or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have, you know, your history with chiropractic, yeah. what are they going to do? They're going to take an ibuprofen or something like that. Sure. And the thing is, or I mean, if it gets real bad, you know, people always get, you know, cortisone injections, things like that. There's not yep. a pill or a needle in the world that'll move a bone. And if a bone out of place is causing the problem, chiropractors are the only people who can fix it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people that, you know, medicate. I mean, I don't know if your your listeners are aware. You guys certainly are. I make memes now. <laughs> I put one together the other day. You know, somebody comes in and goes, you know, what have you been doing for the pain? I've been taking ibuprofen. Okay, how many do you take? Ah, eh, four or five. Every a day. day. Yeah, give or take. Okay, so that's 1,500 ibuprofen a year. And you do that quick math for them and it blows their mind. Because you would never just sit down and take 1,500 ibuprofen in one sitting. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah. But you microdose yourself like that over the entire year. And what is one of the main reasons people go in to emergency rooms or just medical doctors or GI docs? Gastrointestinal bleeding, ulcers. Uh, what's a side effect of overuse of NSAIDs? Ulcers. So, I mean, you want to play the follow the bouncy ball game? Hey, you can say chiropractic prevents ulcers because it prevents you from taking 1,500 ibuprofen a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... <clears throat> I love it, but I know I need it because I go in the gym and I work work out hard. And in your words, I'm constantly 
breaking down a few things when I work out. I'm struggling with that ham rope. Yeah, that ham rope is, <laughs> is very bad. They're talking about his hamstring that's just basically a rope because nobody probably knows what's this going on. It's not a string. That thing's a rope. You got yeah. a ham rope. There's, a ham some, rope. there's some things going on in there, and uh, I don't know where, they, where what happened. So You don't know where it starts and no, ends. No, I have no idea. See what happened was. So, um, do you want to ask me anything? Um, what do you think makes your practice stand out or different than other practices i think it's just it's the ease and the efficiency that i that i try and maintain because you know like we said earlier if i'm open swing in mm-hmm. you come in there's there's one thing i do here and i do it very well and it's move a bone there's chiropractors out there who you know they'll give nutrition advice that's awesome there's chiropractors out there who will do um you know exercise or physical therapy kind of stuff fantastic mm-hmm I don't want to watch you exercise. I don't want to charge you to watch you exercise. I know people who can do that for you. We They're do. fantastic. They're sitting across the table. <laughs> but Thanks, man. Like, I went to school to learn how to move a bone, right? We, we got education on nutrition. So I can give you, you know, some surface level stuff. But if you need, heck, if you need nutrition advice or a meal plan or something like that, again, I got two people sitting across the table from me who are going to be way better at that than I am because they do it routinely. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, you know, if we need... You know, an exercise regimen, or if we need some sort of corrective exercise, like physical therapist. That's what they went to school for. Cool. I'm not going to charge you to, you know, give you a half-assed service. But I do one thing really well, and that's move a bone. And the fact that that's all we do here means that we can have, you know, I tell patients we don't have hard set rules on, you know, appointment times. They're guidelines. If your appointment's in the morning, make it before noon. If your appointment's in the afternoon, make it before 6. Mm-hmm. So what sets me apart come in here, I move a bone, I make you feel better, you go about your day. Because we've all had doctor's appointments that last an hour. That sucks. Where you see the doctor for maybe four or five minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You sat in your underwear for 50 of those minutes. <laughs> you know, the gallon. Uh, it's an old Jerry Seinfeld stand-up skit. Uh, oh, man. man. Y'all are like, could convey the wow. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome, Dad. All right, so tell us how the fine folks of the interwebs that are going to listen to this podcast find you. At Aspire Cairo DFW, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, uh, I think some of that is forwarded over to LinkedIn. Don't message me on LinkedIn. I don't check it. I'm basically going to delete my app. Uh, um, (laughs) um, I'm at 124 West Harvard Road in Hearst, Texas. It was about three minutes from DT School of Fitness. Maybe, Maybe three and a half if you get those two stoplights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those two stoplights. Yeah. We're, we're right down the road. Life. We're neighbors. Yep. yep. Yeah. Do you have a website that they can go to? Yeah, AspireCairoDFW.com. A-S-P-I-R-E, Cairo, C-H-I-R-O, D-F-W. That's where we are. Excellent. <laughs> There's one more thing that we're forgetting. We should probably tell the fine folks that it's happening in a few months for you. Oh, I thought they were bringing up that make memes. I'm like, no, we talked about that already. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important right? information. <laughs> Yeah, just follow me on follow me on the on the gram. Uh, <laughs> no, not even a few months, just under a month and a half. April first, we'll still be neighbors because we're going to be basically sharing a road. Office is going to be moving to the corner of Mid Cities and Davis. Oh man! So I'm going to be a, a resident of North Richland Hills. Ooh, Latsy Da. We'll come from Colleyville. Latsy Da. <laughs> <laughs> South Lake Wanamie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so, still on Mid-Cities, okay. so just hop on over. But yeah, April 1st, we'll be in the new digs. Awesome. Um, actually, the, uh, the floor is getting poured today. The contractor tells me it'll be ready by April 1st. I'm not worried, as you can tell. <laughs> See your blood pressure rising yeah, right? right Tell now. us about this new spot. Tell us about it. Yeah. So um, it's, it's going to be the same size as the current space we're in, okay. but it's going to be configured differently. For those of you who've been here, um, my current office is a, it's a long hallway. Um, the new space is going to be more squat, if you will. Um, we're going to be putting in a, a few new things. We're going to have some roller tables to actually help prep the patient yeah. for the adjustment. So, talking about the, the ease and convenience of getting in here, I'm going to add two minutes to your visit time. Mm-hmm. Basically, you come in, we'll lay down on the roller table, not we, you will lay down on the roller <laughs> table. And basically, it's just going to be a nice way to, to massage every joint in the spine to make the adjustment that much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also, we're going to be interviewing soon for an in-house massage therapist. Because right now, um, we refer out for massage therapists. For anyone looking, I mean, you guys work with them, you know, Janet Fusion. Fantastic. I mean, I can't count the number of patients I've sent over to them. Yeah, um, she's They awesome. do great work. I go there routinely. My wife goes there even more so. Yeah. Um, so if it turns out we hire a massage therapist and you don't like them, go see Jen or Fusion and Collier. I mean, she's fantastic also, the people that she's got working there. Yeah. But um, we're going to have a, a brand new digital x-ray system. So basically the, uh, the ease of our new patient process is going to be even quicker now because it's going to be... Snap, picture's done, pop up right on the screen. We're going to be able to see your x-ray within, the salesman tells me, three seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great, though. We'll I that love goes. that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. Just the, because uh, one thing that the current office out here lacks is it's not as efficient as it could be. It's certainly more efficient than a lot of offices. But, again, my thing here is the ease at which people can come in get adjusted, feel better, and get on about their day. Yeah, I think that's something really cool about being a business owner is that you're always looking to wait wait for ways to improve your client experience. Mm-hmm. Like you want them to have a good experience. So it's that's cool because you have a great – the setup here is great now, so I had no complaints, but I'm you excited. <laughs> I'm very so excited. I feel like you're telling me to get my popcorn ready. Yeah, might my, my be. My All, be. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, guys <laughs> – that about wraps it up for today. So we want to thank you so much, Jimbo. Thank Dr. you. Dr. Jimbo Taylor. <laughs> Dr. Taylor. <laughs> for um, allowing us to, to interview you today. And it was it was great to uh, get pleasure to Pleasure was all mine, guys. So. Yeah, thank you. All right. Later. Peace. We out of here. Bye. So, two-part podcast, huh? <laughs>